Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fan Theories Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This is our second episode. Um, Hope you guys liked our pilot episode, which was all about Rogue One. Hopefully we'll get more theories correct than we did um, on on that one. Yeah, who who are we though? Who's talking here? So I'm your host, Emily Kelly, joined as always by my partner and everything, Peter Cunin. Hey guys. Um... This episode, of course, as we promoted, will be about Westworld. So we're very excited to have joining us Carly Lane from Nerdist and the Mary Sue, who covered Westworld. Thank you so much for joining us, Carly. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's our pleasure. All right. So just to kind of give the audience a little bit of background. Spoilers. (laughs) We are definitely going to be talking about spoilers, like this will basically all be spoilers. So if you haven't watched all of Westworld, you may want to do that because it's a fantastic show and then come back to yeah, this. binge that. Like me. So for me, I didn't watch it week to week. I binged it all in one sitting pretty much or two sittings and then caught the finale like on the day. Um, Carly, did you, you watched it week to week, I assume. I, yes, yeah. I did. Well... There was a there was a period where I got was a few episodes behind, and so I binged probably like two or three in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then Peter, you also I watched yeah up to uh, I binge watched up to week six or the sixth episode, and then I was weekly after that. Okay, cool. So that's where a lot of my questions come in because a lot of this stuff will was probably much more shocking, you know, of like, oh man, like I can't believe I never saw this coming week to week. But like when, by the time I watched it, most of the major spoilers <laughs> had already been talked about and written about. Indeed. So let's get to our main topic. What is the deal with Ford? Yeah, Ford. So Ford, played by the fantastic Anthony Hopkins. Um, I mean... He dies in the season finale. Yeah, he's godlike. He's the creator. It's it's funny to see him die at the very last moment of the last episode. Yeah. Was this shocking to you, Carly? Like, were you watching it and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this? A little bit, especially because of how obsessed he was with maintaining power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hit the whole plot line where he's fighting the board and Tessa Thompson's character and, you know, and all that. I was like, well, why then would he be so intent on seizing, you know, seizing or maintaining the power that he already had in terms of like the narrative and the story and the reveries and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if, if the, if the big master plan was just to end with him getting shot in the head. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's strange. Cause you see him as like a godlike figure, somebody who wants to be in control and for him to either program Dolores to shoot him or uh, allow Arnold's programming to take hold. And so Dolores shoots him, whatever the reason is, it's interesting to see him willingly give up his power. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of like the first question I have is, was his death part of his, this overreaching narrative that he has crafted or because she has finally achieved full consciousness and did it all on her own? What do you guys think? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Carly? That's, I feel like that's still the big question. Cause I wrote about the finale for Nerdist and kind of noted how Dolores and Maeve and 
a lot of the like female characters were were among the leaders to kind of taking back the park, at least in terms of the hosts. But was that in Ford's plan all along? Or was that sort of a result of, you know, like Maeve also kind of increased her consciousness, consciousness level, her awareness level, mm-hmm. um, at least in terms of being aware of her own state and her and her position in, in, in the park as a whole. So I don't know. I'm still I'm still very conflicted about it. And I and I feel like a lot of Ford's actions, especially early in the show, don't really seem to be in line with him maybe have spelling have spelling it out all along. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yeah. with Dolores at least, Dolores in my mind, her journey was about self-revelation and self-discovery and having all these things where she realizes, oh well, I was, you know. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the character that Teddy was so afraid of. She's like, that was me. And I, you know, Wyatt. Yes. Yeah. She is is Wyatt and, and all of that. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, hopefully this will all get answered or at least some of it will get answered in season two, but I mean, yeah, it's really hard because he Ford obviously was a genius and it is kind of, and that's kind of the the point of Westworld too, of what is real and what is not, you know, that like, especially with the, the book and the original movie, you know, like all the characters with their hands, like how do you know you're not real? Mm-hmm. You know, how would they know that their decisions are not their own? So it does, it does raise an incredibly um, thought provoking, you know, philosophical debate yeah i'm trying really hard not to short circuit any of my brain cells right now (laughs) um but it's yeah i would agree with both of you ford and uh, arnold seem like diametrically opposed at the beginning and then you see ford essentially agree with arnold at the end and taking his own life Mm -hmm. so or if that's if that is the case um yeah, it's it's very interesting to see Ford's progression um, throughout the series, as well as Dolores, who I consider to be the the protagonist of the mm-hmm. first season, at least, see her uh, go through the maze and achieve sentience, and then Ford realizing this really was the, the the maze was really the point of the park the whole time, and he's trying to give back to the host. At least that's what I'm hoping is is uh, the case here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean. I- as much as we saw him in my mind ultimately is he willing to die for the park just as bernard well arnold was willing to die for the hosts he kind of seems like a an egotistical sort of gentleman a but little it, bit <laughs> yeah but at least arnold was preserved in the programming hopefully we'll see or not hopefully but it would be neat to see ford program himself into all of the hosts for season two and see how that takes place. What unfolds because now he, you know, he's in there too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of hosts, we obviously saw that he's not above making hosts of himself. He made himself as a little boy in his family. So Carly, do you think, I know this was kind of one of the prevailing theories after the, the finale. Do you think that that was really him or perhaps a host version? Or if it was really him, that there is a host version out there somewhere that, that will see him again. Yeah, I that's a good. I hadn't even thought of that to be honest. Um, and it, honestly, I wouldn't put it past Ford to set up like a decoy version of himself and have that be, you know, maybe have that's his plan is for Dolores to kill the host version of himself, um, 
and then maybe find a way to lead like the host revolution, but he's still working behind the scenes to kind of orchestrate the whole thing. I, yeah. That's that that actually feels legitimate to me though. That it would that it wouldn't actually be him. Right. And that's kind of like that plays into my mind of that he is only so so much willing <laughs> to give up control and to give up himself for this park of, you know, he he wants to seem self-sacrificial, but not really. <laughs> right. So, no. And I mean, there was a part when Bernard kills um, Teresa that we see him in his like, you know, secret lab making a new host. Mm. So that's what a lot of people were pointing to, like, oh, perhaps he was making a version of himself. Yeah, you have to pay so much attention to the show sometimes. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like, whoa, what had happened on on uh, the battle diagram on his table? Oh, he's putting a, a new sequence into play. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, he has this. Uh, host on the table he's making a new host there's so many little things you have to be so uh conscious and careful and looking at all these little pieces to see all the the bigger picture mm-hmm. yeah and did you read the book or see the original movie before watching the show or, or since watching the show carly i haven't and i part of me wants does want to go back and and read and watch the movie and then probably watch the tv show again mm-hmm. um I know that they they've said that they're I don't know how much they're going to follow the movie, um, you know, and and how how accurately they're going to follow that. I think it'd be interesting to do like a compare and contrast. Um, But, I, you know, I think that's the one thing where it's hard sometimes if when you're adapting a TV show from a movie is that you have to kind of plan out farther than the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or go more like, in depth than the movie ever did, and so I'm I'm curious to see how the movie, uh, you know, the movie stands up. Um, but no, I was completely, I I was a little bit aware that there had been previous adaptations, but I I didn't watch any of that before the TV show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I bring up the the book and the movie so because one of the major um points in the the book in the original movie of how you tell the difference between the hosts or the robots and humans is in your hands Mm. so and there was a a lot of really good parts like in the show like um when the oh i forgot the technician's name um sylvester or yeah one of those guys that helps mave and he's he's having like this existential crisis and he looks down at his hands (laughs) Yeah. So well, he's isn't like, oh. there a point where she, yeah, she's kind of messing with him and she's like, you're not one of us. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you, how do you know you're not one of us? Right. Yeah. So he looks at his hands. And so, um, with this theory that Ford has created a host version of himself or there's host versions that exist, um, a Redditor pointed out, I think you would say this name is Pluraline. Yeah. Plurine. Yeah. You know, something like that. Plurine. Redditor. Um, points out that when Ford and Bernard shake hands, uh, that Ford's hand looks weird. And so also in comicbook.com, uh, Christian Hoffer said that in the close-up of their hands shaking, it looks like one of his knuckles might be out of place. Like that, you know, in under the, the epidermis, the, the fake skin, that maybe one of his knuckles didn't get assembled correctly. Could be. So that's a really, I mean... That's again, like you really have to pay so close attention. <laughs> it could also be that maybe Anthony Hopkins broke his his yeah, fist at one like time. Yeah, weird you know? hands. Like, Hello, Clarice. Yeah. Smack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, 
So that's another, it's one of the coolest things about this show. And I'm sure from, from writing about it, you know that, I mean, there are some people who pay such close attention and there's so many little, little tiny details like that, that could really lend to some of these bigger theories. Indeed. Closer attention than me, I think, on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel you. Like, there's very like you really again probably will all go back and watch it and and realize more stuff on the second viewing. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, so what is the likelihood that we will see Ford again, whether himself or a host version or? You know, it, what is in your mind, percentage-wise or, or or otherwise, will we see Ford again in season two, Carly? Oh, a hundred percent. In yeah. some in some form, I'm convinced he's not. I mean, this version, whatever it is, if it's the real one, if it's a host that he set up in place of himself to you know to be killed on purpose, a hundred percent he'll be back. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but I would say like ninety nine percent. I hate going full throttle, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is so egotistical and just so um, he has the brains to do it too, you know, to to see far enough down the line to make it in his favor. And so I think he's putting the chess moves in the right spot, and he's keeping his king safe, which we don't know how that is, whether he puts his mind in another body or whatever we were saying. Um, it could be any of those things, but yes, I do believe we will see him season two. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, but again, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Full throttle. Um, what form he will take. I'm very curious to see. And personally, I mean, since we saw him as a little boy, I think perhaps it would be interesting if he came back perhaps as his younger self, um, as, creepy kid. Oh, I yeah, love that creepy, creepy kid. kid was weird. Like maybe not creepy kid, but kind of in that one flashback that we saw where they just kind of like transposed Anthony Hopkins younger ish face on a younger esque body. Mm. Um, because that's what he did for Bernard essentially as well that he Arnold wouldn't have aged at all. Um, you know, maybe they, they want to go back to the good old days when they were discovering this new technology and the park wasn't so much about, you know, like hedonism. <laughs> like it was about, technology um oh there was one more point i actually wanted to bring up with ford um because there obviously was such a disparity in you know he allowed arnold to die for his beliefs basically or you know he didn't seem super duper sad about it so in your guys's mind for ford do you think he came to this realization that creating a robotic sentience is way more important than creating some West world park. Yeah, that's a good question. I think he sees it as his legacy and he does kind of, he alludes to that many times that this is his legacy. This is his life's work. And um, yeah, no, I I totally see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carly, what do you think? It's interesting because we never really see, I mean, we see him kind of challenging like other engineers over a narrative and, and saying, oh, you know, I think, oh, I can't remember the, the the one British guy who's kind of trying to create his own and then Ford like shuts him down. Mm, oh, um, Sizemore, I think was yeah. his name. He was yes. such a tool too. Yeah. I hate that guy. He's like he such a, a dick. A, he was so <laughs> a 
Um, and then he just goes and gets drunk the rest of the time, which I feel like is, is pretty relatable though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my boss just shut down my whole idea I've been working on for months. What do I do? Go get plastered. <laughs> Did he die? Um, no. He hasn't died he's, yet? No, he's no. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because I think, I think if anything, though, that whole narrative was still a part of his big plan and the day-to-day goings on at the park, he always seemed pretty willing to just overlook. Like if there were problems, he's like, eh, whatever. He'd just be sitting in the basement having philosophical conversations with the old bartender that host mm-hmm. that was from his, you know, a previous yeah, um, version like, of the previous version of the park. I don't know. It just, it always seems like he was above that and didn't really want to deal with, you know, he was, he would always pass that on, pass those problems on down the line. Sure. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right, cool. Okay. So now let's move on to a section I lovingly like to call chaos theory. Chaos theory. (laughs) (laughs) Which are basically just theories that have either already been addressed were super obvious or were maybe just kind of dumb. We don't really have any dumb ones for this one. We had a few dumb ones for the Rogue One mm-hmm. podcast, like that Jin was Captain Phasma. Like, please <laughs> stop, move away from the yeah. computer, stop yourself. Right. So, and mostly I'm interested because Carly, you watched it more week to week than we did. Um, so the first one is that William is the man in black. So I'm really curious if when you were watching it, did you have any inklings that that's who the man in black was at the time? Because by the time I got to it, it was, you know, I'd already gotten spoiled basically. So I'm really curious. Was, was there any clues? Did you have any sort of, did you think he was someone else? Maybe I'm, you know, what, what about it? William is the man in black. See, I, it, the funny thing is that I didn't realize, and it, and now I feel like this is where I have to go back and watch the show from the beginning and realize that you're, you're basically talking about two totally different time frames mm-hmm. that are occurring simultaneously in the same episode. And it, cause it completely changed what, I mean, I, I had friends that, that posited the theory pretty early on. And it was really funny because I think once that started circling through like the blogs and the, you know, and fan sites and everything. And then it was really funny to watch the creators be like, well, just wait and see. (laughs) I think it was one of the ones that people figured out the fastest. Mm -hmm. Um, So once it was a reveal for me, it was kind of like, oh, well, the internet already guessed it. Like it's (laughs) a twist. But then the, the twist for me was realizing that they've basically been running these narratives side by side when one of them is, you know, years and years and years in the future right like how does this change everything (laughs) like yeah it was pretty brilliant yeah like right the whole plot with william and dolores where he's like falling in love with her and then you're like that completely changes how you look at how the man in black treats dolores Mm -hmm. and then you're realizing how long he's been coming to the park this whole time Mm -hmm. and it and it completely changes everything like i i'm definitely gonna have to go back with this knowledge now and 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 watch it and it, it, i mean it's you know <laughs> similar to rogue one mm-hmm. i feel like it changes it changes how you watch episode four like now yes. that i've had this reveal of william actually being the man in black i'm gonna have to go back and see how that changes my experience as an audience member with that knowledge in hand yeah it's a completely so, different context having yeah. you know seeing knowing what's happening you, you know you we we watch 
the series, you know, episode one through 10, but that's not chronological order. Mm-mm. So it, it wasn't so much. I, I figured out that the man in black was William at around episode like five, I think. But that was because I was watching them back to back to back. You know, I, I saw the clues, mm. but seeing Dolores um, and she was enacting some of the scenes just in her head as we were watching. You know, it was it was mind blowing because they say that the hosts can't differentiate between memory and between what is currently happening, like mm-hmm. the re- their reality. And to see that happen in Dolores, um, it was so jarring and I, it was brilliantly done. So I, I commend, you know, the J.J. Uh, Abrams and all the hmm. uh, everybody involved with that aspect of it, because that truly was was mind blowing. Yeah, I really I remember when I was binging it because I was sick. And so I was like sitting in bed watching these and you were out here like playing games. And I think you just heard me in the bed going, what? Right. Because it was like a, finally the realization. And I think it actually helped. I can't remember if we saw it before or after, but Arrival was kind of similar of where you're basically telling a story in reverse right. or in like out of order. And so that kind of helped like, oh my God, of course. Like, because she's not wearing the same clothes in some scenes. And, you know, there's like one where she's running and then she was stabbed, but then she's not bloody anymore. Right. That was a very big reveal. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is two timelines. Like that, I besides the man in black thing like which was a, still a cool reveal because it was so kind of sad because william seemed like such a nice guy um that 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 it was that you're running two consecutive narratives at one time was like brilliant mm-hmm. so so good all right so let's talk about another reveal that bernard is arnold mm-hmm. and at first i was like what you guys how does this even work like how did no one realize it was him? Like, is the original team that they worked on the park not, with all dead? But, but not like, how does this work? Not to the audience, but to the people in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, no, I got it. But it was like, yeah, did like nobody, does he have no family anymore? Yeah, the <laughs> like pe- The other people working in Westworld should have figured out, oh, this person is not Bernard. He's Arnold. I've <laughs> yeah. seen the pictures of Arnold before. So like, that is a little weird. Yeah, it was so, <laughs> I'm... This maybe, is one of the weirdest ones. Maybe for Ford struck every picture of Arnold so that he create could create Bernard. You know, that's a possibility. <laughs> I don't That'd know. Be int- yeah, like there's not enough there's not enough visual evidence behind to yeah. kind of that I would buy that, honestly. I yeah. feel like yeah. Ford, Ford would have enough have enough influence to be able to do that. Yeah. And True. who knows, maybe Arnold was like a huge recluse. Mm. that's true like maybe he was a hermit but like yeah yeah, but so and then that here's my question of like so was bernard's child and wife bernard's or was that arnold's i don't know i think it was i think it was i think it was uh set up by ford so to to convince bernard that he was someone else oh okay okay it seems like it was a devising it was a devising of of Ford the whole time so it was what they call i think the, the cornerstone or corner memory or whatever oh right, right. Yeah, that would have been bernard's gotcha so you don't think yeah. arnold in the real life had a human child of his own i don't think so i mean i feel like for me the revelation that that bernard was actually a host uh before i knew he was arnold was the most devastating because you see him going back through his entire 
recollection and everything that we've seen him do on the on the show so far and realizing that none of it is real and you're like oh yeah and man so the, heartbreaking Ugh. oh the acting was so well done yeah I mean, yeah you, you you break with him yeah. when when he realized jeffrey wright is always brilliant always, but, oh yeah. phenomenal so yeah. good and especially in this instance because so now that it's been revealed and now that he as a host is also free um hopefully um how I'm just so it's gonna be so crazy to have him, you know, this this juxtaposition of that he is both creation and creator because he helped a lot, you know, he built a lot of these other hosts and was an integral part of the park. Like that's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be gnarly. <laughs> he might even be the next antagonist where we saw Ford as the antagonist in the first one. There might be some weird I don't know, mm. virus or maybe his programming goes a little off and his perception of what Westworld should be is a little different than what the hosts feel. Mm. Who knows? He might even be um, Wyatt's right-hand man mm -hmm. or woman, however that works. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you're right. I think there's a lot of possibility and I'm interested to see what happens. Okay. Moving along. So <laughs> since we now know that Bernard is based on Arnold, is basically Arnold. This was kind of a sick, sort of morbid thought that Peter had this morning of could the other hosts be based on people? Like, did Ford just like travel the country and like look in morgues and be like, ah, oh, she's cute. I'll, I'll use her face, you know, for a prostitute or something like what do you think? Are they fully yeah. created or are they do you take aspects and traits and physical characteristics or even just real people you take to steal their body or whatever and then you make a new host so i'm curious where does the design for each host come from yeah what do you think that's a good question i feel like if anything he would take personality traits before he would take like physical resemblance yeah because mm -hmm. I was thinking, that he like, knew. yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking that like it could possibly be that these are all essentially zombies that have been like human beings that have been brought to life, and then their their um, their code, you know, their makeup, uh, whatever you want to call it, their you know computer code has been altered by Ford and the rest to make them just hosts instead mm. of human beings. Well, they have circuits and stuff. Well, like, they are built. The first ones were completely robotic, but these. Uh, the ones that we see in whatever 2052 or whatever the year yeah. is, it, they're all synthetic bio, bio no, synthetic they material. still have stuff. She still has like, you know, that Maeve, we, they cut Maeve open and she's not guts or anything in there. Oh yeah. So it's not yeah, or they, when they Dolores. Remember when they make Dolores like that, like disturbing oh, yeah. scene, you know, she, like they make her look at her own. Sure. Sure. Sides. Yeah. yeah, I only thought that she had those circuits though because it was a previous version where it oh. was. Yeah, she is the older one, but Maeve, I mean, we see them rebuild Maeve. And I mean, she has like bones and stuff, but she doesn't yeah. have like, you know, organs. Which are those synthetic too? Because I mean, we see hosts bleed and we see them, you know, I mean, yeah. as far as I know that that it that seems like it's a synthetic like it's not organic, you know, organically right. based. They're All probably right. it's probably some kind of thing that they've constructed so that they can bleed believably and you know which is disturbing okay, yes. in itself so but <laughs> yeah <laughs> perhaps not the bodies themselves but definitely yeah, the characteristics and consciousness yeah. perhaps okay yeah. all right yeah actually i don't have it in the show notes here but i actually had a lot of questions about this when i first watched the show of like 
Um, because like we see them eat mm-hmm. and like drink. And I think we actually see the um God, I forget his name. He's so good. He's so funny in the show. The um the bandit sort of guy. Oh yeah. Um I forget what his the, name the, is. The hot guy with the yeah. snake tattoo lady. Yes. We see him um pee. So right. like how does that work? <laughs> Gotta like, refill the bla- bladder fluids, I, I guess. Like I don't there's there's a lot of like technical questions I have like about their anatomy and stuff, which we probably can't answer, but yeah. I kind of hope they do. Like yeah. those are the things that always fascinate me. Like when I play Mass Effect or like some other like space game, I'm like, okay, but like how is our reproduction? Like how, how do they have kids? <laughs> like what are their parts like? Like where are their organs in their body? You know, like right. I'm a weird I'm my <laughs> I'm the daughter of a, a physical therapist and the granddaughter of an anthropologist. So I I I, these are questions that are, are asked. These are all questions. So let's see. Let's go into the next point. Um, Westworld, where does it take place? Does it take place on Earth? Some people say it might be underground. It could be in space. It could be uh, like a Death Star sort of. <laughs> it's That's no moon sort of thing. Um, I think it's in space, personally. Hmm. I'm going to keep it short. I think it's in space. I don't know if it's a moon or a Death Star-like object. But yeah, I would say it's in space. What do you think, Carly? See, and I'm curious too because we we see the uh, the guests they take don't they take like a train yes. to to go to and from and so from that I always thought it was underground maybe it's on another planet underground mm-hmm. somehow or or somehow the train the entrance is underground but then it takes them to the oh. park which is oh, yeah. underground. That's actually a really good point. Perhaps most of civilization is now living underground for whatever reason, and you can take a train mm-hmm. to the surface that is essentially a playground now mm-hmm. that's a possibility yeah that's interesting yeah because i was thinking i mean just from a logistical standpoint like i suppose there are lots of places like in utah or arizona that are just you know open but i mean this is huge and especially if there's more than one park like are they all in the same place or it's like you know west world is like in arizona and then samurai world is in rural japan or something it's it's um, a, definitely a really interesting question, and that's why I'm, I was kind of, almost kind of bummed, like that Maeve did. We didn't see her like make it out because I wanted to see what the outside world was like. And we were talking this morning too of like you know the types of people who come to the park are obviously wealthy because uh-huh. we would assume that you have to have a lot of money to come here. Well, they and, also say that. Yeah, they also yeah. say that. Um, and I mean, just like Logan is a prime example of like, just how like sick and like demented and like sort of crazy the people who come here perhaps are like, what has happened in the world? Like, to be fair, there's probably a lot of people in the world right now who are like that. Mm-hmm. But like, what has happened in our world that this is like an escape, you know, like what I do, they do point it's a out Trump presidency, obviously, <laughs> obviously <laughs> they do point out. I think that the, um, world has like been largely eradicated of like disease and and stuff um so maybe it's just sort of they have no conflict in their world and so they come to these parks to have conflict so yeah it, i mean it i i talk a little bit about this on the piece that i wrote for nerdist but it seems like the park is basically there for people to act on impulses or urges that they might have be might be curbing Um, so that could also, you know, lend itself to the theory that it's like a futuristic society. Maybe a lot of things have been like outlawed or, you know, Mm -hmm. government is a little bit more, I don't know, 
it's, it's less of a, like, Oh, you know, you have the freedom to do anything you want. It's things are more restrictive. And so the, the rich and, and powerful find, you know, come, come to Westworld to act on some things that they wouldn't be able to get away with in the, in whatever society this is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. That makes sense. So since we're talking about it, the, there was like this whole thing of, if you go on like the fake Delos Inc website, you can see like fake security footage of Maeve, Maeve escaping and it was timestamped 2052. And so that's why people are like, oh, okay, it takes place in 2052, mm-hmm. which this is one of my favorite theories because it makes like legit the most sense out of, you know, any of these unproven, quote unquote, unproven ones, because it would mean that William first came to the park in 2017. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. And that would be enough of a time. I mean, 2017 is a bit hard i can't see someone building a park in that time but let alone in space so my favorite, yeah. <laughs> yeah but by 2052 it would be perfected i suppose so yeah. that's kind of cool yeah like it's sort of one of those like base fan theories you're like oh, okay nailed it yeah good job everyone <laughs> <laughs> so the last like chaos theory i just want to touch on really quickly before i move on to some of our um other subtopics um that the maze represents consciousness like again that this was one of those where if you're watching it week to week maybe this was more of a like an aha moment for you um because i binged it was sort of like oh i mean duh of course that's what it was like there's no physical place Mm -hmm. center of the maze um was this a good reveal for you carly was it kind of another one like the time thing really oh of course this makes so much sense now (laughs) Yeah, it, I mean, I guess for me, it's it seems a little bit odd that it there were so many like clues, you know, for for hosts that I guess that were designed for hosts to find, like why there was that one host that had the map like on the inside of his head, like his yeah, that was weird, right? It was weird. And I was like, was Dolores meant to find that? Because I don't understand with her, <laughs> like with her whole storyline, how she would even you know manage it's, that um, it's probably ford just trolling he's like yeah. haha wouldn't it be funny if i put the map right here <laughs> nobody will know what it means i'm also going to put on this table just this one table see if anybody right. gets it right it's, <laughs> that part seemed a little bit odd like there would literally be breadcrumbs in the park if the if all the maze is supposed to represent is this kind of internal you know discovery that you make about yourself as a host like yeah why did you leave literal like hansel and gretel um breadcrumbs yeah it's it was it was odd to me and then and then but i did like the whole man in black you know his obsession with discovering it because he thinks it's you know he thinks it's this more this concrete tangible you know like the ultimate level i remember i think i i think it was on vulture i read this great piece that basically compares him to like the worst kind of gamer (laughs) like he's like obsessed with you know reaching the ultimate status and like (laughs) op and you know and and needs to get all the play all the way to the end and um okay equip your boots of (laughs) and uh sword of dementors okay (laughs) leveled up to like 100 and then yeah yeah yeah, he's like he want but he wants to like complete westworld which i thought was really interesting and and really um an, 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 an interpretation of his character that i hadn't considered before um but I did like at the end where we realized that, you know, I think Dolores at one point is like, it's not for you. And I'm like, no, it's not. 
Yeah, girl, you yeah, tell girl. Him. <laughs> Yeah, girl, you do it. Um, It'll but, be interesting, though, because it's Dolores and Maeve who are for sure conscious, right? Like, they are, they've reached the maze. Yeah. Can we, can we and say by that? themselves. By like, themselves, right. Right. Yeah. Right. And the other hosts have now been awakened through, like, code, but, I suppose, or his narrative. Yeah, but now I'm thinking that this literally just occurred to me. There are two who have achieved achieved consciousness, and that automatically breeds some antagonism, some hostility, because are they going to pair up and they're going to be goody? Or mm. is it going to be like, well, my version, my vision of what the host should be is different than what your vision of the host should be. So mm. maybe that'll be a conflict in season two. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Just more Thandie Newton, just all of her yes. forever. Yes. Please. So speaking of William, now let's move on to some, some smaller topics throughout the show. Um, he obviously, we just, we just touched on it, that his whole thing about the park is that he has spent the last 35 years wanting the park to be real, you know, that his, his, his quote unquote real life, he doesn't feel real in his real life. He feels the most real in this fake life in the park. So that's why his, you know, his obsession with the maze that he is basically bored at this point. Like, so that's why he went after Maeve. Maeve's Maeve, name is close to Maze. It's, I, <laughs> so, it's so obvious now. Oh my God. Um, that he went after Maeve to see, you know, what's the most brutal thing I could possibly do. And of course, this is where he, he figures out this compassion matrix that she has. Um, so during the party, he, you know, is kind of, you know, bumming, you know, he, his plan has failed to find the center of the maze. And then he sees all of the hosts come through the trees. It's like one of the coolest TV moments like ever. Yeah, he gets shot in the arm and then smiles. Yeah, and he's like, yes, this is what I wanted. So he will probably be okay for season two. Like, So now we're kind of getting into some season two topics. I mean, getting shot in the arm, not that bad. And this is, I think he and Ford, we can see them in their interaction. They they have, you know, like a, a rivalry of some sorts. You know, they have a re- healthy respect for each other. So I think this is kind of, it, it was almost Ford's like little last goodbye of like, here you go, be careful what you wish for because <laughs> now they will kill you. So, do you know, do you think he'll survive? Do you think he'll be okay? At least into season two. He might not survive season two, but he'll, he'll we'll at least see the man in black, William, again. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's terrible because they, I think at one point they actually asked the actor, like, are you coming back? And he was like, yes. So. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> Sorry to put a pin in that theory, but he yeah. <laughs> already confirmed. Okay, good. In well, some I capacity. Also- I don't know exactly how or for, he didn't say, you know, oh, I'll definitely be back for the whole season. He was like, no, I'm coming back for season two. So. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I'm for sure there. <laughs> um, but I also heard that Anthony Hopkins is not at least his physical, like the actor, Anthony Hopkins, is not going to be in season two. That's what I heard, that they gave him a farewell at the oh. end of season one. Oh. So Interesting. Yeah, so I do think we'll see Ford again, not to get off topic. Uh, we'll see Ford again, but I don't think it'll be Anthony Hopkins. All right, cool. So we, <laughs> there, we see little snippets throughout when Maeve is kind of touring the facility of potentially other worlds so we see samurai world we see some of the samurais i think we hear like some advertisement for samurai world and in the original movie the park is actually separated into like three parts not just you know separate parks so do you think we'll see other worlds in season two and if you could 
I mean, maybe Samurai World would be super cool. What other worlds potentially would you like to see? It's a good question. It's a good question. I Samurai World, I think I feel like they're probably not going to introduce right away. I I could see them introducing it like the end of season two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or somehow finding a way to tie it in. If if there is kind of like a host rebellion, but I don't know in terms of other worlds, I hadn't even thought about that. Well, they, I mean, I, I would assume like if this is a futuristic society and they're kind of using a lot of these parks as like nostalgia fueled, you know, callbacks to like days of yore when you could <laughs> ride around on horses and shoot people without consequences. Um, that's a good question. Are yeah. there other, are there way, like how many other parks are there in like the movies? Cause I'm wondering if they're going to pull from that. Yeah. I think there's two, three, two other, parks, so two right. other parks. I think it's Westworld. And then I think there's like, yeah, like a samurai type world. And I don't remember what's Greek third. Roman. So oh yeah. Yeah. The, Roman like oh, okay. world or something. So it's all like violent, you know, well, it's course. like violence. Yeah. But if, if I could choose like a, a fun world, like, you have to think about what is the purpose of the park is it to mm-hmm. release yeah like we said these these inhibit these these inhibitions that we have so we can get them you know out there so we don't feel all um constrained by what the current mm-hmm. political economy or um political climate's like uh trump but <laughs> if we could see anything i would be fun to see sci-fi or or you know something that is not the past so i think that would be kind of neat to see mm-hmm. i think i mean i would want to see <laughs> Yeah, like maybe like medieval world would be cool. That's another sort of bygone era that people seem obsessed with. Or, yeah, some sort of, probably there's some people out there, obviously, would like like a 50s world mm. because, you know. Make America great again. Yeah. Or like so, a 20s world. Like yeah. Prohibition. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So like gangsters, you know, like that would be fun because you can still shoot people and there's boozing and stuff, but Maybe not so much of the old timey kind yeah. of yeah, 20s would be cool. Gangsters and stuff. It'd also be or cool to like, do yeah. like a fantasy, like pure fantasy world, almost like uh Game of Thrones. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because the same network. Hey, <laughs> just get some B footage from yeah. Game of Thrones. Just oh. bor- borrow some costuming <laughs> stuff. There's Jon Snow. Who's Jon Snow? <laughs> well, I think we can all agree that Maeve stole the show Pretty like much. evan rachel wood as dolores was fantastic but thanny newton was just i mean mm-hmm. she was so good man so and her story was probably the most interesting because we got to see her like evolution in real time basically so when she's leaving and she has this choice of i could go and leave this place forever and go and see the quote-unquote real world or I could go to this other park and save my quote unquote fake, daughter. Yeah, fake daughter, basically. And of course, we we learn Bernard shows her that in Ford's new narrative, she's meant to escape. He wanted her to leave the park and he wrote it into her, her loop. And so the fact that she doesn't leave, is this the first evidence that her loop is broken, that she is fully awake that she's fully sentient i would say so yeah 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 i i would argue i would argue it's her choice just because if she had every opportunity she's on the train and then she steps off and goes back um and it's interesting because now i'm wondering 
she, I mean, she basically manipulates the, the engineers, those two guys who are great. Um, Felix into, and Sylvester. That's yes. Oh, that's into, right. Yes. Like increasing her awareness level. Mm-hmm. Um, which now I'm wondering, was that in Ford's plan or was that something where once, once she realized it was an option that was available to her, like her personality was kind of like, Oh, I want that. Like, give that to me, you know, like did he plan, did he plan that maybe she would try to escape, but not necessarily be as sentient as she was, or was that like her achieving the consciousness, you know, and the heightened knowledge and all that stuff where she, they basically take her abilities and like drag it up to a hundred, you know, 120%. Um, was that part of his plan too? That's, that's another thing I question is if, is if he really, if he intended for that to happen or if she would have escaped no matter what. Yeah. And that, that's really, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever know that, that question or yeah. the answer to that question. It boggles the mind. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think she did achieve full sentience. I don't know if, uh, Ford intended for her to leave, but I think he intended, he did. well, I, I think he intended for her to have to make her own decision if she had reached the end of the, of the maze, you know, like this is the final test. Essentially you're at the middle of the maze. Do you continue your programming or do you do what you want to do? Dolores didn't really have the option. She achieved full consciousness, but then the programming was still there for her to finish out her last, um, you know, programming or whatever Mm -hmm. to, to incite the revolution. Right. Maeve did it on her own essentially. True. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why I think there might be conflict between Dolores and Maeve. Dolores might be the religious sort of like, oh, praise the word of Arnold. And then uh, uh, Maeve will just be like, no, we're in it for ourselves. Praise yourself. Praise the hosts. So Love it. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going with it. <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll obviously see the main characters once again, you know, Maeve, Dolores, Teddy, perhaps, Man in Black, definitely. So let's talk about some other characters that are potentially dead or potentially just sort of take a little break. So the first is Elsie. She was Bernard's assistant Mm -hmm. or associate. And we see Bernard choke her out. Yeah. So, but like maybe it was just like a go to sleep sort of choke out. Like I can't have you messing up on my plans. Yeah, just just like quick John Cena, you know? Yeah, just like hang out here for like a couple months while this gets all figured out. What do you think, Carly? Didn't we see Bernard kill Elsie though? I'm so I thought, like I thought we just saw him see- like choke her, right. but I don't know if she's dead. And then there is this this theory. If we go back to if you go to the website and you look at the um, uh, the code, because you don't get a full picture or information or anything, you get a bunch of code. And then if you translate the code, you get an audio message, and the audio message sounds like it's from Elsie. And the timestamp would have been after she quote unquote died. Interesting. So that was one of the things uh, fanboys around or and girls, fan <laughs> people everywhere were uh, were thinking. Oh. Yeah, I mean she could totally be dead though. <laughs> she could totally be dead, and you know, the the theory is out the window. Yeah. Also, Stubbs, he was the security officer, one of the Hemsworth brothers. Yep. Um, we saw him Get tackled getting tackled by the ghost nation guys once again maybe they were just sort of like keeping him so that he didn't ruin the plan ford's plans yeah or maybe he was like the first or second i can't remember the the order of 
human casualties versus hosts, but mm. um yeah, I, I do think we'll see stubs again. Just a flying hug, you know, by the ghost <laughs> nation. I don't think it's enough to take stubs out. What do you think, Carly? You think stubs is coming back? A flying hug. Yeah. Stubs. I <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he's gonna come back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think we saw enough of him to establish, oh, he's dead already. Like, I'll see some more from uh, Mr. Hemsworth. Yeah. Cause in my mind, like in my head canon, it was like Bernard and Ford were like, hey, these people are cool and smart. Like maybe we'll just hang on to them. And like they'll just hang out with the hosts that have already been awakened and they're kind of their prisoners, perhaps, but maybe they're helping them like mm-hmm. get awake and stuff. Behind enemy lines, sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hope because I like them. They were cool same let's talk about someone who's not as nice or cool as them logan yeah (laughs) which when i first saw ben barnes i was like no prince caspian why are you doing this why are you doing this why are you saying those things (laughs) um he was he was like one of those characters where he's like the best worst like he was obviously a terrible person but you kind of liked him a little bit where you're like well you just seem you know you're all right you're sort of a dick but you know, so the last we saw him, uh, William had put him naked on a horse and kind of sent him on his way. Um, but probably he's OK. Right. I mean, I, I can't imagine that William left the park and still got to marry his sister if he like murdered him in this park, you know, on their vacation, their like bro vacation. Yeah, his his it's a mystery where he is now. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think he's still in the park, just being a you know hermit, you <laughs> yeah. know, in the, in the corner, like someplace. a mountain man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally grizzled now. I think I he's in that place. What's I, that? I I feel like he. It's one of those things where I, they had a very, they had a very specific dynamic when they first came into the park, and Logan was clearly like the dick, and then William was you know kind of more of like the meeker guy. And then at the end, their roles are definitely reversed. And I almost feel like it's going to be the kind of thing where he eventually, like, he eventually treks back and he's super embarrassed. And then when they get back to the real world, they're like, never speak of this again. But like, <laughs> moving forward, their relationship is always different. Right. Yeah. It's like, remember when I owned you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, they, he still married his sister. And then, obviously, from the dialogue and stuff that we hear, that William became extremely successful and basically owns Delos, right? And that was Logan's family's company um, 35 mm-hmm. years ago. So, but if Logan's not running it, and, you know, yeah, but I think, I think Carly's probably right. Like, that they came back to the real world and Logan's like, okay, bro, I saw some dark stuff from you. I'm not going to mess with you anymore. Like you <laughs> right. can be my sister. You can run this company. Like we're cool. So bro. he's just super yeah. meek on the outside and <laughs> dying a slow, you know, lonely, lonely death, death or something. Alcohol, lonely death. Gotcha. <laughs> I just think he was, su- he got really intimidated among other things by William and, and, and moving forward, their relationship is just going to be different. Cause mm-hmm. it always seemed, it seemed like from the beginning that, Logan was definitely the more dominant personality at first and he would kind of like bully William into stuff. And now it's going to be interesting to see if that, if that shifts moving forward. Cause yeah, they were going to be future in-laws. Yeah. It's sort of weird. (laughs) And the the last one I want to talk about is Abernathy, Dolores's original father. So we saw Sizemore and 
colluding to smuggle the park data out via Abernathy, did he make it? Like, was he among those who stormed the the party? Um, and if he did make it out, what could that mean for the future of the park? Like, will another company try to come in? Will there be sort of like replica parks, like knockoff sort of parks? What do you guys think? Uh, I want to hear what Carly has to hear. Say first, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> it seems it didn't seem like though that that they they were discovered in terms of smuggling out the data. I don't I don't know. Now I'm like debate because then there was the whole thing with the host that killed himself, like bashed his own head in. Right. And they were like, why does he have a weird cable in his body? And that was part of the whole thing that Elsie was investigating before she got choked out, presumably killed. We don't know. Yeah. Um, the entire se- first season, they're trying to get information about the park out of the park. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the driving uh, plot points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say Yes. He got out of the park, and that's going to further develop this, the story in season two. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, he's still in the park. I don't think he, you know, I, th- I think he's out, and I think he's being dissected, and the data is being recovered by whoever is recovering it. <laughs> Mysterious parties unknown. But then they also say it was Delos. Delos was stealing their own information so that Ford was... Yeah, they were siphoning, because that was, that was the whole thing with, like, Tessa Thompson's got involved a little bit and like she was connected to the whole thing of you know siphoning i think they were it was like the company trying to do it from ford all right Right. cool so yeah so with ford dead if that information was out i I suppose that the park could Mm -hmm. could still live on right so all right cool all right nice Um, good job guys (laughs) well carly was there any other fan theories like that you're aware of that you really liked or uh, anything you want to touch any anything else you want to think about or touch on for for season two or think back on season one Hmm, that's a good question and now i'm like thinking about everything (laughs) i'm just i'm curious now i just want to know how they're going to move forward from here because they're having a whole like banquet and with guests and and the activated hosts are coming out of the forest like yeah murdering everyone would you murdering say everyone yeah would you say the hosts are in control of the park that there is no that like delos is out of control uh i don't think that's the case yet i think there's we're probably going to get an interesting situation where like there's probably going to be an attempt to to control them and then yeah. they're going to just overtake everything because <laughs> right. it seems like we're at the beginning we're like at the very beginning of the rebellion right yeah we're, it feels like we're almost at the very beginning of the story like entire the whole season one was <laughs> like a prequel almost pretty much yeah, yeah. build up like, yeah. i love that yeah it's almost like jj learned his lesson from loss he's like i'm not gonna do all of these things right now i'm just gonna do like a base and we'll figure it out yeah God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> because it's not an, very confusing. Yeah, it's not an angel's dream or whatever, whatever the heck that was. was. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. <laughs> well, Carly, this was so fun. This was awesome. I hope you come back. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us. So, where can people find you on on the interwebs? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, and like we briefly discussed before, I am writing for Nerdist at the moment, uh, getting ready to recap some spring TV soon. So 
Twitter is basically where you can keep up with me and all of my writing and because I post everything there. So that's the easiest spot. Great. And our next show, Fan Theories, will be in February. I believe it's February the 27th. It's the last Monday of the month. So, yeah. So February 27th. Going forward, our shows will um, be on the VAIR network on the last Monday of every month. So that's hopefully easy for people to remember. Um, we might start speeding up the schedule a little bit as we get going. But for now, once a month, you know, you get your taste of fan theories. You think about it. You come back. We are not sure what our next topic is going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good, I hope. Um, so if you guys, listeners, have any ideas, you know, broad topics or otherwise, send it our way. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Emily Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And you can find me, Peter Kunin, at Screenwriter on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also uh, follow the Their Network. That's their.network. You can subscribe to our podcast as well as all the other super cool podcasts there on the Their Network um, through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, a um, lot of great stuff on there. Todd and Ta- the Todd and Taylor show in particular is super fun. And of course, we would love it if, if you guys would subscribe to our show as well. Well, this was an, an excellent um podcast thank you so much again carly for joining us it was wonderful to have you on yeah it was wonderful to be on (laughs) and thank you all for tuning in and listening we hope you had a blast we hope we we boggled your mind a little bit with some westworld theories of course yeah i am i know i'm short-circuited right now (laughs) my brain hurts a little bit thoroughly boggled (laughs) (laughs) thoroughly boggled if if we missed any theories also please reach out to us because maybe we'll do a follow-up show or maybe we'll do something for season two right Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Carly, for joining us. And we will see you guys in the next one. Love you. Bye.